Hello and welcome to Re-Energize. This is the place to discover more about emerging technology in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name's Simon Cheeseman. I'm the sector lead for wave and tidal energy at the Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult, which is the UK's leading research and innovation centre for offshore renewables. In this Re-Energize in Partnership episode, we're taking a deep dive into tidal stream energy, which was one of my passions. So a decade ago, we only really had early tidal turbine prototypes being deployed and tidal sites were still being consented. Today, the tidal energy sector has provided a successful track record in the UK. One great example of the sector's success is Edinburgh-based Nova Innovation, who have increased the size of its Shetland tidal array to six turbines this year making it the largest number of tidal turbines in the world. Nova Innovation and Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult have been working together for the last six years, and I'm really excited to be joined today by Seamus McKenzie, who is Chief Operating Officer at Nova Innovation. Seamus, I'd like to welcome you to Re-Energize. Just to give our listeners a bit of background, could you please start off by telling us how you joined Nova Innovation and just give us a bit of background to what your role actually is? Thanks, Sam. Pleasure to be here. So yes, I'm Seamus McKenzie, Chief Operating Officer at Nova Innovation. I've got a marine scientific background, studying marine biology and then into specialising in marine renewables. I worked previously on infrastructure projects, so energy efficiency and rail, and then moved into the offshore renewables in Tidal. And I've been at Nova for just over six years now, working in the projects and programmes team initially with kind of overarching responsibility for the delivery of our projects, whether that's the OMFET and Element projects, which we're here to discuss today, or our tidal energy storage systems where we installed our Tesla batteries, amongst other European and Scottish government projects. So we've had responsibility for those and uh, recently moved into the Chief Operating Officer role, so picking up a bit of kind of wider company responsibility too. The past few years, I've been working with the OMFET and Element project. So yeah, they've recently concluded. So very happy to be here today to discuss those with you. At this moment in time, we're speaking just after the Contracts for Difference Allocation Round 5 results that have been announced. Obviously, it was disappointing for offshore wind, but for tidal stream, the results were warmly welcomed. And so a ring fence pot and 11 successful bids and a sort of total of about 53.4 megawatts of capacity due to be brought online. What are your main takeaways from the announcement and what does it mean for the sector? It's great news. It really is great news for the sector. I think, you know, you can see that there is that support there now from the UK government, which is just brilliant for the emerging sector that Tidal is. Particularly from a Scottish point of view, we've got such a large amount of projects in in Scottish waters is, is excellent given the amount of resource we have. I guess main takeaways, there's deliverability concerns, I guess, some of the experience of some of the developers in terms of generation, obviously not all of them, and then obviously challenges, which I think, you know, not only Tidal is seeing recently with uh, the challenges to deliver to cost, but also other renewable technologies, we're seeing a lot of people actually stepping back from wind contracts that they have. So that would be just a concern given the challenges that everybody's facing now with the supply chain and rising energy prices. It's been ongoing for a wee while, but... In general, yeah, absolutely brilliant for the sector. Yeah, it brings a lot of confidence and great to see from the from the UK government setting that up. It gives you kind of long-term security for the sector. So excellent, very positive results. Entirely agree. I mean, um, I think you're absolutely right. The results signal a lot of confidence in the development mm-hmm. of tidal stream energy. And with the Marine Energy Council sort of in negotiation with the government about setting a one megawatt by 2035 target, what do we need to see in future CFD rounds, which are now yearly? 
is it a big ring fence pot and do we have to be cautious about making sure we can actually take up that ring fence i think i saw something recently about trying to bring in a bit of wider context to it rather than just on cost which i think might be quite a good aspect to it i think technical due diligence as well there's a lot of contracts awarded at the moment without actual technical due diligence on any of the developers or kind of what they've done. And as I said there previously, it's kind of a bit of potential concern, I guess, with deliverability, given the some of the experience that we see. And as I said, not all the developers. So that's potentially something that needs to come in because, you know, I think in the past, marine energy has kind of fallen foul of over-promising and, and under-delivering. Whereas, you know, very much now there's, there's a number of us that are delivering, you know, and we're delivering very well. We're delivering at more cost competitive prices than, than diesel generation, for example. So I think to ensure that we don't overpromise and under deliver, there needs to possibly be a wee bit more scrutiny on the wider, wider aspects of developments rather than purely focusing in on the cost there. Because yeah, that could lead to trouble, I think. That's great. I'd like to turn now to perhaps to some of the work that we've been doing collaboratively together. Think about sort of the Onthean element um, projects. So Nova's, you know, created the world's first grid-connected tidal turbine array, the world's first baseload tidal power plant, and you're also looking at tidal power charging points for electric vehicles. So really feels like innovation is at the heart of what Nova does. How, how do you drive that innovation spirit through the company? We're just very fortunate in where we started and where we are now and the team that we've got and the opportunities that we've had to actually be able to deliver that innovation, you know, with the supporters that we've had to date, uh, European Commission being one of them, Scottish government as well, for UK government support as well. So that's all very helpful. You know, a lot of it is down to the team. You know, we've got an excellent team here that, that deliver our projects. There's a lot of world firsts there that you say we've got another one as well with our, our subsea hub, which we did in the, the OnFit project because it's first to have multiple turbines connected to it. So, you know, lots of benefits there. The EV charge point as well. We've got that up in Shetland, up and running. Um, I mentioned earlier that the, the um, energy storage, so we're powering the grid with baseload power. We did that with Tesla. And, you know, there's a little, quite a good, a good story from that one. I don't know if you remember back in uh, December last year, there was the big power cuts across Shetland. There was no power anywhere on the island other than two places. One of those was the hospital and the other was our site. Right. And it was just an excellent example of the benefits that, Tidal can bring, you know, the tide will always flow. Um, it's extremely reliable. When it's combined with energy storage, it, it can do that. And so we actually had people queuing up to charge their cars at the EV charge point. We had uh, people in the community coming around to use our Wi-Fi to contact people because our, our, we basically had a microgrid up and running. We were in the middle of operations. Um, and yeah, we were one of the only two places uh, on the island with power. So, I mean... You can see in that that there's been a huge amount of innovation in what we do and then in the Onfit and Element projects, uh, both kind of taking the, the sector forward. But now, based on that, based on all these world firsts, based on all these innovations and those sorts of things, you know, now it is about scaling up and rolling out. So that's that's really where these projects have taken us to and the innovation which we've had over the years has taken us to. So it wouldn't be where we are without that innovation. Uh, but now it's all about kind of that commercial focus uh, as we move forward with that rollout. We mentioned sort of Onfay and Element and Onfay sort of looked at tidal array interaction and validating your tidal array models. And Element was really about sort of looking at better control mechanisms for tidal arrays and the potential to cut, you know, up to 17% of costs. How successful have those two projects been for Nova? They've been brilliant, to be honest, Simon. I think you can look at both of those projects and it's not only 
During their time, uh, you know, we were down at Blythe testing the Element Turbine to get the onshore testing completed there. We got great results from that, showing that we're increasing yield, but reducing the damage to the turbine. So that makes it able to last longer when it's in the harsh marine environment. That wasn't even a project completion and we were delivering those uh, sector enabling results. On FET's another one, we've really improved our technology. The number of kind of industry enabling results and things which have progressed through OnFET has been quite staggering. When you look at, we've got the new technology, we've moved up and we're increasing the reliability, we're increasing the availability of the turbines. We've put our new technology in there. So following the lead of offshore wind uh, and the wind industry as a whole, looking at direct drive, that's all been enabled. And you know we're actually still reaping the benefits of those, still got work which is happening, which was started in Element. And although Element and OnFET are both finished successfully and not only met their overarching objectives of those uh, reductions in LCV, which you mentioned there, the 17% and the 40%, but actually achieved all the KPIs as well. And I think, you know, one of the main ones is it shows that it's no longer can tidal energy be done or will it be done? We're doing it. It's happening. And it's all about now scaling and delivering and rolling that out. When I say industry enabling results, they really have been. I mean, we've learned through OnFET how closely together we can pack the turbines. So that gives you a better approach for rolling out and starting new sites. So you're getting maximum performance from your array. And so that really leads into, yeah, delivery. We've done the nine turbines already. We've got 16 on the books and we've also got over 100 now at various stages of the project development process just in the UK, never mind looking abroad at Canada and France. So Really, it has been about getting us to the point of proving it and that we're doing it. Uh, and now, uh, you know, going forward from this, it's all about rolling out and scaling up and delivering. Brilliant. And you mentioned sort of emerging markets. So France has got mm-hmm. a feed-in tariff now. Canada's had one for some time. And obviously, you know, things are looking great in the, in the UK. And in terms of Nova Innovation, I mean, you've got expansion plans in sort of Isle, Wales, and I believe North America. How does that global market look to you at the moment and how important is the UK to sort of establish your roots and then branch out from there? Valid point. I mean, there's lots of availability across Europe, as you mentioned there. You know, part of Element, we, we deployed a turbine in France. So we had the turbine testing there, uh, actually in an estuary environment, so nearshore estuary. Again, experience from that has helped us build up that kind of knowledge of doing that in other sectors. Um, you mentioned North America there. We've got the, the Nova Tidal Array over in Nova Scotia, which we're developing. We're developing other sites, like you say there, Isla, amongst others in the UK. So it's great in the UK in terms of building our base and starting. We developed the Shetland Taylor Ray from scratch rather than going to a test centre point of view. We've, we've learned a lot from that. Know the processes. But in terms of the UK against the global market, we're very fortunate. You know, we've got the resource. But what I guess is at risk is that we could potentially lose our international competitiveness. And the reason I say that is... In terms of project development, the timescales required in the, or not required, but the timescales that you're up against in the UK are quite significantly different from, from elsewhere. So, for example, if, if you and I decided to start a tidal array somewhere today, in the UK, you're looking at best about seven years once you factor everything in. And I say that from, you know, experiences, things we've looked at, you know, we've, we've done all this from scratch. So, you know, you're looking at three years for your consenting, probably. So your grid, your environmental assessment, your lease. All those sorts of things can take time. And then your next step is the CFD, which is cyclical. So you're looking at four years on top of that. To give you an example, Canada, we did that in two. That's the real benefit of that market over there. 
they're progressing things at, at pace, obviously doing it in a sensible fashion, but learning by doing it. And I guess a lot of it is down to a lot of experience, which we're able to bring over from the UK. But, you know, we are still being challenged and saying, well, sure, that's in UK waters, but what about here? But even with that, we've been able to, you know, progress things from starting point to completely blank site to grid connected and being able to deploy a turbine in two years versus what would be here is uh, seven years. So in terms of how the UK holds up, it's just, we need to watch we're not losing that uh, international competitiveness. I think they're really good points. And it's it's important that we do look at ways to reduce consenting time, making Absolutely. sure there's better access to grid, having more appropriate leasing rounds as well. The size and yeah. volume that makes it right for you to get the right level of private investment to get yeah. these projects underway. But yeah. I suppose that the other challenge that you may have is moving to sort of volume manufacture as well. I know mm-hmm. some of your projects are going to require 30 or 40 turbines. Yeah. Um, do you think the supply chain's ready to shift up a gear from going from one or two to having that um, quality assurance that you need to deliver a stream of turbines over a particular period? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the projects, I know we're here to talk about Onfet and Element, but one of the projects we've got as well is uh, the Volt project. So that's with the Scottish government. And it's looking at exactly that is um, volume manufacture and what's needed for that. And that's where, you know, the benefits of the number of projects which we've uh, delivered is that each one of those adds a bit to the strength of what we do. If you look at what we've done through Onfet, we started off back when we were delivering our first turbines. In terms of our supply chain, we used four European countries. And so that was back in 2017. By the end of Onfet, we were using 20, 20 European countries. We managed to expand that European supply chain across the continent. And that, that gives you security in the manufacture. And it gives you, you know, a number of options, but what it also did was it's prepared us, it's prepared us for that volume rollout. You know, we have everything in place that we need for delivering multiple turbines. We've got the suppliers there, we've got the designs there, we have, you know, where we're casting, we've got the patterns made. We know that supply chain, we've got those relationships and it's there, it's ready. And that's, you know, the benefit of the European Commission funding through through Onfet and and also Element. There's elements from elements from Element, but parts of the Element project which feed into our commercial turbines as well. And then also, as I mentioned, the Scottish government funding of the Volt project. That's basically looking at improving uh, our systems, so our manufacturing systems, our quality systems, and and all of that. All of that has really been visible um, in the last year. Where sorry, not the last year, last year, where I think the, the, the largest number of turbines we got out in a year was probably about one, I think, last, yeah, one turbine. And then last year we delivered four, you know, in one 12-month period, which is just an exceptional step change. And a lot of that comes down to Unfet, it comes down to Volt, Element, all of those things, strengthening that supply chain, strengthening our processes, procedures, increasing our quality, improving that, and setting us up, yeah, for that moment rollout. And so really last question, just think about the future of tidal energy and sort of staying with the supply chain, economies of scale. Do you envisage as we as we move forward the need for tidal developers to sort of come together and collaborate a little bit more on commonality around, say, electrical architecture, connectors, cables and that sort of thing, where you can achieve some economies of scale for the supply chain and help drive down costs? Do you think that's realistic going forward? I think you're always going to have that competitive nature between uh, between the different developers. So I'm, I'm not too sure if that sort of thing will happen. I mean, we saw in the OnFET project that we were delivering multiple turbines where we could. We combined with other turbines on our order book and we saw the cost savings that you can get from that. So that certainly has been demonstrated and is no longer kind of 
an issue we know we're going to get those benefits of that. I think the other thing which the projects have done is they've shown that we can do it. As I said earlier, we're doing it and we're doing it reliably. Um, and that comes back down to supply chain as well as having that high quality supply chain. But previously, I think that would have been a challenge for the future of Tidal, but it's and, and also how you would get funding for that, you know, because yes. it's people see it as, you know, it's a nascent technology. So it's then, you know, it's risky. And um, so they're less likely to invest in it. But the fact that there's so much interest now from governments and within policy for net zero, investors are there and they're really, really willing to take it. And I think, you know, in terms of the future for Tidal, we've got to just, again, I'll go back to international competitiveness. That's ensuring that we've got a route to market in UK waters is a key thing here and a quick route to market because, if I go back to the example of Canada, two years, UK seven, if you're investing, where are you going to go? It's that return on your investment. You'll get it a lot sooner from Canada. So it makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, supply chain, I think we've got, again, through Onfet, we had great results. We had 38% of the content was local, so Highlands and Islands region, uh, which was a great result. We had 70%, I think, was Scottish content and you know 100% European content through the build of turbines, our last two turbines. So the supply chain is there is set up and you know through these projects we're delivering those benefits in the uk as well it's positive to be able to say that we've got so much local content and have that great supply chain across europe and scotland and the uk we definitely are in, in a great position just now for the future of title we've got the keys and we're ready to unlock it i always think that we've come so far now that really the mantra needs to change it's not about can we reduce cost we know we can We've yeah. got blueprints to be able to do that. And the technology, as you say, is, is super reliable now. We've got turbines that have been in the water for a long time yeah. that, that don't need any intervention. It's a different uh, operations and maintenance feature than, than sort of offshore wind. It's not a nascent industry anymore. We've got a lot of hours under our belt, haven't we? I think people still see that as, uh, they do still see it as, oh, it's quite quirky. And, you know, they still kind of, you know, we get asked a lot of questions, you know, did we harm fish? Do we do we block boats? Those sorts of things, you know, and what we have now because of the longevity of, of our projects and what we've been doing, we've got industry regulators. Marine Scotland recently came out independently. You know, they analysed five years worth of our 10 plus of data and came out and said, you know, there's actually no negative impacts that we can see from this, which is just brilliant. And it just provides that confidence, not only to an investor, but also to the public. And so it's showing that it's it's there. Um, and in terms of the number of hours, you know, all, all of our turbines are just ramping up the hours now that we've been running them with such high availability and reliability through Onfit. You know, we had one of our turbines in for over two and a half years, it was, you know, without touching it, which is just way beyond what our initial targets were. And we've got our newer turbines there, which are, are set to exceed even that. So, you know, it is there and we, we are doing it, you know, so it is just that, that next step. Fantastic. Thanks very much, Seamus. So the tide can be predicted years in advance, which is the strength, it's reliability. It's the only predictable renewable resource we've got. Tidal energy is clean. It's secure. We've got abundance around the UK. It's a green energy source. The Marine Energy Council are in negotiation to deploy one gigawatt of tide by 2035. And, you know, the UK is leading the expertise in tidal streamers as Nova Innovation has clearly demonstrated. We're fueling that green energy transition really across the world. Seamus, thank you very much indeed for taking part in this episode of In Partnership With as part of the series of Re-Energize. It's now time to de-energise until next month. In the meantime, listeners can find out more about the Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult, our activities. Go to ore.catapult.org.uk. Don't forget to follow us on X, which is formerly Twitter, if you have that. 
and LinkedIn at ORE Catapult. And now we're on Instagram at ORE.Catapult.